0: Hello and welcome to the first all-time episode of Two Guys. I'm your co-host, Kyle Muma. I'm the other person here, Patrick. I don't know if I want to give my last name. It's Costello. Wow. Yeah. Good. Stay anonymous. First episode, shooting for anonymity. I um, like it. I was just berated about how my future potential employers are going to come back and listen to this in 20 years and not give me a job about it. So I didn't say they wouldn't give you a job. I just want you to be aware. Just want you to be aware of what you're doing, what's going on, thinking about the consequences. That sounds boring and lame. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. That kind of sums up our relationship. We've been friends since like third grade. No, right? you weren't really my friend until fourth grade. That's true. Yeah. I actually initially strongly disliked you. Right. Thought that you were going to be really pretentious because your dad was the headmaster. Funny how that turned around. I'm not sure it did turn around. But- Anyways I'm sorry, that was a little blow. (laughs) This is two guys, and I guess we should start with a little bit of the genesis of where two guys came from and why we decided to do a podcast. Why did we decide to do a podcast, Kyle? I think because we enjoy our lives so much. We do. We Um, thought that maybe some other people would enjoy a little insight into our lives. And even if they don't, we thought that We might enjoy reflecting upon our lives at some point. Yeah, I definitely would think that 30-year-old Patrick would like to go back and listen to what 25-year-old Patrick was doing. There you go. So we're 25-year-old single men living in downtown Durham, having a good time, hanging out, just kind of doing whatever we want to do. Yeah, this was also much easier than writing a sitcom, which was our first idea which we did a lot of brainstorming for, and uh, it fell through. I did go back and reread through some of the notes about that. I didn't do that. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, you really should. There are some gems in there. We had some really good ones. We're both huge Uh, How I Met Your Mother fans, and so a lot of it was kind of rooted in How I Met Your Mother storylines, but then with our own kind of Durham and Patrick and Kyle twist on them. Right, yeah. But sitcom was a little too... Little too complicated as compared to just sitting down at our kitchen table and doing a podcast right we do this anyway so and that's kind of the point i think taking the conversations that we have every night that we find entertaining and allowing other people to listen to them if they want to and if they don't want to then they don't and we will have these as a record of our conversations in the future i can sit down with my kids one day and be like see you're not going to want to do this with your kids it might maybe when they get old enough i can be like patrick was really dumb i'll just show them like select clips you'll show them an audio file all right fair enough good yeah. point <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you can hear me whisper but i hope so um <laughs> all right i like that i like the i like i like that intro um great job thanks man four out of five stars thanks I guess that makes me the host, because I did the intro. You can be, like, the... The most? Sub-host. No, certainly not the most. I want to say curse words to you right now. Where did we land on curse words? I think we're going to allow we curse aren't. words, but we determined that they shouldn't be gratuitous. Right. So... No F-bomb? I mean, you can drop an F-bomb if you feel really... Okay. Like, I you need real- to drop an F-bomb, but I wouldn't just walk in and, like, intro people with an F-bomb. I don't think that's the way to run a podcast. I clearly mm-hmm. already haven't done that. All right. So... Good. I was just making sure we were getting it out there. Good. I'm proud of you. Yeah. So, all right. Other than the two of us bickering, which is going to happen all the time, the content of our weekly podcast here, I think, is going to be mostly sports-focused, because that's mostly... Something that the two of us... I'm going to say half listeners. I don't know. I would have said 51%, at least. So, mostly... Or halfly sports focused. I think that's something that we're both pretty significantly into as twenty five year old. Yeah, the, definitely men. the uh, Caps Pens game is on behind this. I'm really not even barely paying attention. Yeah, Patrick. Patrick can barely hold a conversation because he's too focused on the Caps Pens. Well, it's you know it's three one in the third, and it's an important game. So, so there's your sports focus. I think it'll also be pretty heavily Durham tilted. We're both. Uh, well, I'm a Durham lifer. Patrick actually moved away for a couple of years for school. That's incorrect. Oh wait, you know, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly he didn't go to a very good school. Shut your <laughs> <things out. laughs> but he did move away for a couple years for school. We both love Durham though. We Kyle, love being downtown. Kyle's an elitist, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there will be a heavy Durham tilt to the things that we talk about in addition to the sports. Kyle owns lots of pairs of cuff links, if that tells you anything. That's not and pocket squares. I own, in fairness, two pocket squares and four pairs of cufflinks. That's too many. All right. So I think that'll be your primary primary content of two guys, but I actually think Patrick's right. Probably 50% sports, 10% Durham, and 40% us just arguing with each other over who owns more cufflinks, which is an argument that I'll win pretty easily every time. You mean you'll lose it? It depends on your perspective, I guess. I own zero cufflinks, I win. (laughs) i don't know how you're gonna come back from that so so i think the way that we're gonna kind of start each podcast i'm sure we'll develop weekly weekly features over time and different things i think we would like to have guests at some point i'm not really sure who would want to come talk on our podcast i know we've got some friends who would like to which to me makes sense because the whole point is Basically, just encapsulating the conversations that we already have. Let's see have. how this one goes. We'll reevaluate. We can right. reevaluate. Yeah, let's do it. We can reevaluate. If you'd like to be a guest, send me a private message, and maybe you and I can start our own podcast. And then I don't have to argue with Patrick all the time. You'll miss me. <laughs> but I think the rest of the content beyond sports and Durham will just be things that kind of happen. In our daily lives, things that we're thinking about, things that bother us, things that interest us. Yeah, Kyle was trying to take this a sports direction. I was thinking more like, talk about the three most profoundly impacting things that happened to you in the last week. I think that's a nice spin. All right, Patrick. So what was one of the most profoundly impactful things that happened to you in the past week? Wow. Okay. So you want Patrick, to get right into Patrick tried to get really spinny on that, and then he had no idea what he actually wanted. What well, he actually was profoundly impacted. I know by. what you were driving at. Um, <laughs> well, you know, actually, something that I did find profoundly impacting this week uh, was that I finished a book. Wow. Yeah, I did. I have used. I have probably haven't read more than two books in the last, I don't know, eight years. And this year, I've read eight books. It's an incredible turnaround for my intellectual development. Have you first. counted? You've counted? It's officially yeah, eight? It's officially eight, yeah. I think you probably got me beat. I think, how many books did you read in high school? Less than eight. More than one? I can think of three that I actually read. Can you really name yeah. the three? Um, there was, I can't name them. <laughs> um, there was that one about baseball that we read in 10th grade, and then I read The Great Gatsby. We read a baseball book in tenth grade. I must have read that. I might have been in the dumb English class. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. The honors English I class oh. was too focused on. No, 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 no! Wait, because I wasn't. We were in the same honors English class in eleventh in, in grade, um, and that's when we read The Great Gatsby. But uh, no, we read. It was The Natural. is what it was. Books, I never also, read that book. Okay, well, I was never. I should rephrase. I never read a lot of books. I never was asked to read that book. Okay, well, I was. Okay, well... The third one was A Hundred Years of Solitude, which is really freaking weird. Also, was never asked to read that book. Wow, we oh, took a lot of different classes in high school. Yeah, that was AP English. What up? Oh, never took AP yeah. English. But, oh. doesn't matter. The book in question this week is one that we both read. Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. Yeah. I, uh, I finished it this week, finally. I'd been reading it in bits and pieces at work. And I actually found some of the things in there to be... Um, Really, really interesting, especially considering the fact that I typically just don't really feel feelings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as far as content goes, that'll probably be another pretty big one that Patrick doesn't. Patrick is not a big feelings person. It might come up. It might come up. Um, but yeah, there. What did you think of that book? I mean, I know you generally liked it, but well, I do feel that, I do feel feelings. Right. So you and I are on generally the opposite end of that spectrum. I think. So I, I, the reason I stumbled upon Modern Romance and ultimately suggested it to you as a book to read is because I listened to Aziz Ansari on a podcast on uh Freakonomics I think it was. He was doing an interview and he talked about how he was conflicted between the classical view of romance and like courtship and all of these different things and like traditional forms of romance and how we tend to do romance today, which is obviously incredibly different. And I think all Aziz and I are similar in a lot of those ways. I think I am unlike Patrick, who doesn't feel feelings. I'm a big believer in feelings. And then at the same time, I'm a big believer in a lot of the modern forms of romance, which completely conflict against those feelings. A lot of the time, do you know why I found it profound? Like why, why the thing because this is, I actually haven't had this conversation with you yet. The the thing that I found interesting about the book is like, actually near the end, they make like an argument between, or a comparison between like passionate love and compassionate love. Like, so the idea is like the first, I think it's like six months or something that you're with someone, it's like so intense. It's like doing drugs, like you get addicted to it. And then after that, it dies out. But um, eventually compassionate love sets in and you're like... Oh, okay. Like maybe that part of my life is over, but now I have like a partner, which I guess would be nice or something. But, um, <laughs> but like you've been in multiple multi-year relationships, right? I've never made it past six months ever. That's correct. I mean, so that that stuck out as significant to me because it's an entire half of you know the two types of love that I've never even really. I would say it's more than half. I would say at least the argument in the book is that the compassionate love is what kicks in after the first no, no, year because, or two. No, and that because, lasts for theoretically 60, 70 years, however long you're going to be no, married. No, because the argument sense. is that you can, you can be at like 50% on a scale of, you know, 0 to 100 um, with compassionate love or maybe even like 40. Or you can just keep on like getting new people and dumping them and then just doing this whole crazy like bell curve type thing where you go like skyrocketing up and down. The spectrum, and like which one's better, you know. Like, I don't know. I don't have a perspective on that because I've never had. You never had the other one. No, I haven't. But you've had both, so I was I was actually meaning to get your take on that. I, am, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that the the the, the um the second the the fifty percent is better. I'm a big believer in the compassionate love field. My friends, including Patrick, will tell you that I love love, I'm a big lover of love. I love feelings. I love that kind of stuff. I. Thrive on the compassionate love component of a relationship, uh, which makes Patrick want to just walk away right now, which uh, is fun. That's part of the reason why we work together. But yeah, I mean, to to me, that's uh, the, and that, I guess the point of Aziz's book to me was how do you find that in the modern world? And I guess what Aziz talked about a lot was you've got this choice that you didn't have. Back in the day, so back in the day, you found that person that you were going to spend your whole life with. You found them in your apartment complex. You found them in Down your the street, right yeah. in your workplace. You found them somewhere where you happened to come into face-to-face contact with them because there was no other way to find them. Yeah. Whereas you're today, over choice now, I mean, you can you know you can go to a new city and be sleeping around within like three days. You're right, you're sure. immediately immersed into it, and there are options everywhere. And so even when you find an option that you like, it's you're still surrounded by options and it's then then you question yourself did i make the right decision am i sure that this is the person i want to settle down with and so then when you're someone like me who's both invested in the modern day technology in the world of texting and facebook and twitter and the, which by the way i've never seen a human being text more than you do. it's ridiculous yeah well when you're invested in all of those things you have all these modes of communication but then you're also someone who's looking for that type of compassionate love then it becomes a lot harder to find than it was in the old days. So I can't believe we're thirteen minutes and fifty six seconds into this. We haven't talked about sports yet. We're talking about compassionate versus passionate love. This is you, not uh, where I expected this. You to go. called me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even get what you wanted, and that's all I really wanted to. With, <laughs> this so is not. What I know what you mean, were going. I for. thought this was going to go. I, yeah. All right. Well, Kyle, <laughs> tell me something about sports. I, I know what you. I know the other thing you wanted to talk about first So I, as a sports guy, am not not even a huge soccer guy, but could not help but talk about the fact that Leicester City won the Premier League today. And if you are a sports fan, this is the most incredible sports story of your lifetime, even if you don't even realize that it happened today. It's it's the most significant upset of any type that has ever occurred in sports when Leicester city today won the premier league after tottenham is there anything close i mean not really like not really i thought of the the one that popped to mind was like um usa being the soviet i didn't look at the odds on that i didn't look I at the odds on that Oh, uh, so you you went to the odds then. i looked at a bunch of odds yeah the odds were good though. this would be another recurring theme kyle's really into uh Vegas odds and occasionally posting wagers on the gambling problem. And Patrick likes to remind me every time odds come up or I lose a sports bet or anything Ooh. like that. Ovechkin has a really nice slap shot, by the way. Right. But um, anytime the odds come up, Patrick likes to remind me that I have a gambling problem, which I appreciate. I need that in my life, but at the same time, I still looked up the odds on Leicester City because I was curious. It's hard to explain to American sports fans just how big of an upset this is. Like I had this conversation with my dad, and he he was like, "I don't know why I would Ooh, care." He'd be a great podcast guest. Though. Oh, he would be. Oh my god, he'd be a really good podcast yeah, guest. Would. Life lessons with Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, "I'm not really sure why I would care about a Premier League team winning." And it was like, I tried to explain to him. I was like, "All right, imagine if, like, the Seventy Sixers won the NBA championship this year." And then I looked up the odds on that. The 76ers before this year were 200 to 1 to win the NBA championship in Westgate Sportsbook in Vegas. Leicester City, Westgate Sportsbook in Vegas, 2500 to 1 to win the Premier League. So just a couple other things, American sports fans, for your reference. The Red Sox, 2004, fell down. Three to zero in the ALCS against the Yankees, a deficit that had never been surmounted before. At that point, they were still one hundred twenty to one to win the World Series. That's bad. One hundred twenty to one to win the World Series, yeah. down 3-0 in the ALCS. Yeah, but baseball games happen like freaking ping pong games. They're they're over and no one knows why. Like uh, that's not the, that's not the same thing. All right. So then I went Auburn football, two thousand thirteen. Our our friend Rollins will get a kick out of Auburn football being in the first episode of two guys, 2013 Auburn football thousand to one odds in order to even make the national championship game, which they ultimately lost to Kelvin Benjamin, Florida state crew. They needed the Ricardo Lewis miracle against Georgia. And then the Chris Davis miracle on the field goal against Alabama to even make the national championship game that year, there were thousand to one odds to win the national title before the season, which is still, significantly less than 2,500 to one odds that Leicester city were. So I kept, I kept kind of digging here and this is where Patrick, I think you'll appreciate. Uh, I, I Do you really? Well, I looked this up earlier too. I you? Was, when you said you had some great facts, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to figure out. I got facts. super excited about this. All right. So I you did. I <laughs> so British sports book. Okay. Will Hill, British sports book. Apparently, apparently a significant sports book in England. They would probably know more about the Premier League than. Seems Will Hill. Will Hill. It's the name of the sports book. That's Sounds all. like a nineties rapper. Name. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Oh, Will Hill. I'm Bill really? Will Hill. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, nineties rapper slash. English sports book man, Will Hill, of bets that were available in England that also had 5,000 to 1 odds. Okay, so equal odds to what Will Hill had Leicester City as in England. Le- Vegas had Leicester City as 2,500 to 1. Will Hill had them as 5,000 to 1. Will Hill. Will Hill. Yeah. Will, <laughs> Will Hill. Will Hill. Will Hill. <laughs> Other odds that ill Will Hill gave at 5000 to one in England were, one, that Elvis is found alive. Which happened. (laughs) Two, that Christmas would be the warmest day of the year in England. Huh. Christmas, warmest day of the year in England, equally likely as Leicester City to win the Premier League. Three, that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian would name their next child Sinner. So, wait, are these... <laughs> on, that doesn't seem entirely... No, I know. That one feels like a pretty good value, right, one I, <laughs> I, I, think I mean, should. I'm willing to go 50-50 on that But, <laughs> wait, are these, like, actual odds that have been made? Because, I, mean, I mean, real you money... You put money on this. Real anyway. money goes down on these things. Like, you... I mean, someone with... Something to lose is 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 making these odds no like putting them up for the bed. There's like someone in Manchester who put their mortgage on the next child of Kanye. And you didn't Kim say my favorite one yet, which Sinner. is The one that I was hoping you about. I know. I'm gonna get there. Okay, I'm get there. Next, Kim Kardashian becomes president of the United States in 2020. I did see that, one. that would be the next election. That to. also doesn't seem like the least likely thing. Ever. Yeah. Kim, Kanye, and their children, including Sinner. Move into the White House. I wonder what you could get if you took a parlay on they would name their next child center and Kim Kardashian would be named president in 2020. You're gonna win both. No, but I mean, you get some mega, mega odds. You could put like a buck down and be worth it. Right. I mean, if they wanted to, they could make that happen. They They could probably make it double up. Yeah. So they actually, I should try to get in touch with them. You should see if we could put down like a hundred bucks. You're probably too late to the party, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's already going off. Say the one I like. All right. Uh, The last one we'll say is that the Yeti or the or the Loch Ness Monster is proven to exist. Either one, work. you get $5,000 to one. Either. Not both, either one. If either one exists, you get a payout. The same payout that you would get for Leicester City winning the Premier League. That is bonkers. Also, if you had to pick, which do you think is <laughs> more likely to exist? The Yeti or the Loch Ness Monster? I feel like... Show your work. I feel like there's a little more literature on Nessie. Bad choice. Yeti, absolutely. Really? Why? Well, Yeti is more fun to say. And, I mean, there's so much more of the Arctic or just the the north. I mean, so much more uncharted territory. So you're saying, like, obviously they've already searched all of Loch Ness. and It's one little she, lake, and we have um, submarines. Like, you're going to find them. I mean, Yeti could be anywhere. Have they stuck a submarine into Loch Ness? I I mean if they haven't by now then I would like to know that. I would like to know that. I would like to know what they found and if they haven't done it I'd like to know why it hasn't been done yet. I know, right? Like just to clear the air. And I mean, <laughs> like I mean, why wouldn't you just go do it and there they have to. Have. When uh President Kim and first first man Kanye take the White House, maybe they can make some sort of executive order. How big is Loch Ness? I, I don't mean, know. I, I can't say I've ever been. It can't be bigger than... I can ask Siri real quick. No, I can't, because my phone doesn't work. Technology no, doesn't work. No. No. Well, I don't know. I say the they, there's, it's way more likely that the is real. Also, I mean, Sasquatch, warm-weather Yeti, I mean, does that count, you know? like Sasquatch was not named in Ill Will Hills odds, so I don't think it... it yeah, I'm but he's also remains. British, so like he doesn't... I mean, Sasquatch is purely a North American. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I was also looking through these. A couple of the other ones that were given were 1999 Rams, 300-1. to one. That was a good team. They a good players. I know it was surprising, but like it was a pretty good squad. I hate that freaking team. That yeah. was when I lived in Nashville and they beat the Titans in the Super Bowl. Yep. Steve That's McNair, man, came up a like, yard short. That's why I brought it up. Well, McNair didn't come up a yard short. I think it was Dyson that came up a yard No, trip. it was McNair. McNair ran the ball in the last play of the game. I think you're wrong in that. I think it was. We'll have to year. look that up. And you were the Titans fan, so you're probably the one who was also that. like eight. So well, I, mean, I, by the way, we're the same age. So if I know it and you don't, and I wasn't even a Titans fan, then it falls in line with probably the rest of the obscure I'm sports knowledge that I'm somewhat I have. sure that it was. Terrible. I'm pretty sure you're wrong about that. Sure enough, that I'm going to look it up. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm gonna... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kevin Dyson tackled at the one-yard line. Who the line? fuck is that? No one cares. It's Steve McNair. I mean, Steve McNair was the team. He's dead now. Steve McNair? Which sucks, but, I mean, he was the team. He was that team. That's fine. He was the team. I'm going to keep remembering. Kevin Dyson was the best receiver. Who was the tight end? Frank Wychef? No. Wyke, uh, no one cares. It was Steve McNair wrong. and Eddie George. That was the whole team. That might be wrong. But, yeah. Well... Tough for your Titans, but I still think that was nowhere near the neighborhood of Leicester City. So if you're a sports fan, oh, no, I give some credit. Leicester you know, City, Premier you know League champions 2016. You know what else is great about Leicester City? And this is actually another thing I like about European soccer as well. There's so many freaking teams that you can get away with having a championship-level soccer team. Like, the, the best one in England this year. And they're called the Foxes. Yeah, Which is a great great name but you could not have the foxes on like an american like you couldn't have that in the nfl why not nobody want nobody wants to be the foxes i mean we have the dolphins yeah but dolphins are dope they're more also, than a fox they're much big foxes are like tiny little wild dogs all um, right i'm not sure we i'm not sure we necessarily agree i that mean that thing. being said you do have the arizona coyotes for in the nhl but no, you couldn't have an NFL team called the Foxes. I mean, what's the wimpiest NFL name? I still think it's the Dolphins, but apparently you think the Dolphins are dope. So. Dolphins are dope, and they're big, and they're fast, and they're mammals, which is awesome, and they're really smart, and the colors are cool, and uh, I mean, that just makes sense. I think the Texans is kind of lame. I mean, it's just like, it'd be like if I called a team from North Carolina the North Carolinians, or like the, you know, we're the Durham, Durhamites. Yeah, that's kinda of dumb. Then not into that? Right. But I mean it's you know, it's got some mystique to it. Okay. Well never. Fair enough. I mean, it's better than I don't know, Patriots. Wimpiest NFL team name. I don't know. If you're if you're listening, hit us Which up. If you're not. Wimpiest NFL team name. That's what I'd like to hear. The Browns. <laughs> I mean, what's a Brown? <laughs> I've mean, never quite understood the Browns because their mascot is like a dog. And they're orange, yeah, too. Yeah, it, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. They can't even show continuity. It, freaking name. it doesn't make a lot of sense. doesn't. Um, All right, so Leicester City was my first thing from my week. Patrick's first thing was that he finished a book. We're supposed to get through three things each. We're already 26 minutes deep here. Might be two so let's So let's see if we can roll through two. Patrick, right. throw out throw number two for you. Number two. Um Well, I'm picking between these two things. Well, okay. I think if we're going to do that thing, it has to be last. You can do whatever you want to do. This is your thing. Why don't we stay with sports right now? All right. Why don't we... Were you going to talk... What what was your your other sports topic? Other sports topic. Uh, I had two. We could talk... We could go NFL draft briefly. No, I know that's not the one you wanted. You're just doing that to make me... Uh, do 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 the one you like. Alright. Alright, I'll do the one don't be, I'll do the one that I have little a little more pan, feeling. Don't be a pansy about it. I'll do the one I have a <laughs> little more feeling about. A little more excited about. There we not, go. I'm a little more angry about, not that's, necessarily excited about. That's it. the Kyle I love. Let's go. Let's talk PEDs in baseball. PEDs in and baseball. Briefly. I know that I'm the only one of our generation who still watches baseball. Baseball is horrible. Yeah. And that's maybe that can be a conversation for another day. Nobody likes baseball. But I love baseball. I think baseball is an awesome sport. And there's a guy who was pretty darn good in baseball last year who just got suspended for PEDs. His name is D Gordon. He played for the Miami Marlins. He, That's another great mascot, by the way. Marlin. Ah, it's a big, strong, fast fish. Ah, they look great. They're they're cool. That franchise is tough to get behind, even in terms of just the mascot. They're, they've butchered their color scheme so badly. Their ballpark has kind of been... In my eyes, a bit of a dud. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the Marlins. You're still an elitist, but continue. <laughs> D Gordon had a season last year in the National League, unlike any season that has been had in the National League in a long time. Led the league in hitting. Led the league in hits. I believe led the league in stolen bases. Had a heck of a year for a guy who was decent before last year, but kind of really turned a corner when he went from the Dodgers to the Marlins. And he, this past week, was suspended for PEDs, which, which just irritates the heck out of me. Chris Colabello, another guy who was kind of a feel-good story, came out of nowhere, also suspended last week for PEDs. They both get 80 games apiece. And the reason it pisses me off is because they get 80 games, and then they're going to come back, and they're going to have good ends of the season, and they're going to continue to make millions of dollars, and they're going to continue to play baseball, and they're going to show other people in right. baseball and other sports that this is a perfectly reasonable but method but to we'll find success but won't they always have like an asterisk next to their i are. don't know that they care about that i mean but, but, and but no other issue. but no other baseball player is going to respect that but they're not they're not shooting for respect they're shooting for millions of dollars and that's oh. what irritates me about it man they're shooting for they're going to get millions of dollars and they're going to have multi year more careers because they will probably continue to cheat when I they think come back. This is another check mark in the "don't watch baseball" column. <laughs> I mean, it be. yeah. Why, why would you? It's boring. It's slow. Everybody's all jacked up on steroids. I mean, it's what's the point? Also, I have a question about PEDs, and I honestly don't know the answer for this. Does PED? I mean, does that is that only encompassing of anabolic steroids, or does that you know take into account other drugs? I have no idea. For example, for no example, idea. a baseball game is what. Three hours long? Usually about three. Three hours long? Okay. So that's a long time to stand around in a field and pick your nose and not do anything for a fielder. I mean, those guys are out there doing nothing most of the time. I would love to see you try to play baseball. Wouldn't happen. I would destroy my glove in my hand and I would probably just take a shit in the field. But I ask because I used to play competitive golf, which is another sport where you spend the enti- most of the time not actually doing anything. And by the way, golf, for someone who says baseball is boring, the fact that you're a big golf fan, you play golf. I I like golf. You're a hypocrite. No, you're a hypocrite because if you like golf, you should like baseball. I like both. I'm not a hypocrite. How on earth does that make sense? Because if, you're, if your claim golf is, is, that is different, is lame every, and Golf boring, is different every time. It's it, there's what? it's always compelling. That's my favorite thing about baseball is that it is different every single game. The field game. is literally the same thing every single time. First of all, no, it's not every stadium in the major leagues is different. Yeah, but the diamond's always the same. Okay, that's like saying there's par fours on every golf course. No, it's not. Because they're all shaped differently. They're all different lengths. They're all different elevations. I, th- they're played on different types of grass. Baseball has so much more going on than golf does. That it's is, not even close. It's not even close. Have you played both sports? I've played both sports. Which one's harder? Baseball by a long shot. You're absolutely full of shit. Not, nope. Nope. I would... It is much... I mean, it's harder to be... It's harder to get yourself to an elite level playing golf, but... Which makes it a harder sport. No, I don't think it does. Yeah, it does. I don't think it does. You, could, you How is long, that not a measure of how hard the sport is? Whatever you, is harder to be good at. The average person can play, can play golf sports. for a little while and start shooting scores in the low 80s. That's not true. The average can person you shoot, cannot, can you shoot scores in the 80s? I've sh- My best score is 83, and I would consider myself a very average person in terms of athletic ability. I don't think baseball. Oh, is Patrick's, Patrick's silent. Hitting hitting a curveball in baseball is one of the most difficult things to do. I love people who... Go hit a three iron. I've done it before. You're not going to hit it pure every time, but you're going to hit it. I'm going to hit it pure every time. Okay, well. Anyways, the point is... We got to figure something out about this PED stuff, whether it's, whether it's Patrick taking Ritalin or it's, I don't think me taking Ritalin is going to stop PEDs in baseball. I mean, whatever the PED in question is, my thing is if you do it and you go through the appeals process and you're found guilty of doing it, you should be done. It should be a lifetime ban. It should be, we don't need to do the song dance that we did with Henry Mejia from the Mets where you got to you got to fail three different tests. I'm certainly tired of seeing the sagas on Sports That's it's. I am so... I care so very little. I'm so done with it. Zero fucks are given. I'm so ready for it all to just end. And the, the thing that baseball has going forward is the players are behind all of these increased testing methods and increased suspensions. They're all for it. So I don't understand why we... I mean, I know that the suspensions have continued to move up in terms of quantity of games, but... It, it's got to keep going up, and it's we got to get to the point where you get popped and you're done. That's it. It's there's no there should really be no discussion. By the way, my original point was going to be that baseball would be easier with uh, ADHD medication, as with golf. I don't yeah, I, as with golf, as with golf, and I think they do regulate that on w- the PGA tour. I, w- I wonder. I feel like mo- a lot of sports would be easier with ADHD. Most things are easier yeah. on medication, just in general. I oh, wouldn't know. I was never allowed to take ADHD. I was allowed to take it a lot. Oh, that's why my ADHD is under control, and you're sitting here playing with the bottle cap. Well, the bottle cap... I didn't realize I was doing that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, okay. Well, you're you're a jerk. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of you Let's, for your ADHD. Yes, you are. I Okay. We disagree. Let's, let's let's get me back on medication next week. I would love to. You're I'm ready for you'll that. Probably happen. encounter. I wonder how different you'll be like around the apartment. Oh my gosh! I wonder if I'm a different person. I have no idea. My favorite story about Patrick's living with Patrick, which probably has something to do with his lack of ADHD medication, is that he we 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 kind of each do different jobs in the apartment. I think. Would you agree with that? Like we kind of each do. That's fair. We kind of each. P- carry our weight in different ways. Patrick usually takes the garbage out. Every time he takes the garbage out, he's probably done it a hundred times by now. And he's maybe put the bag back in the garbage can once. You're right. And that's probably overestimating. You're right. I don't know why I don't do that. It shocks me every time. And every time I think, every time you you like leave the can out and I'm like, oh, he's going to take it down wonder if he'll put a new bag in today. And nope. last week, for the first time, you not only didn't put a new bag in, you put the can back into the cabinet and threw something away <laughs> without putting a new bag in. Oh. Uh, I think that after I pull the bag out, I just feel really good about myself and then forget about the rest of the chore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We got to get you on some meds. Uh, you won't be able to play baseball or, or professional golf I'm not because you'll be on ADHD meds. But that's okay. But at least the trash will go down and a new bag will be put in the can. Well, you know what? Someone else could maybe learn to empty out the lint filter in the dryer before we get burned to death in the middle of the night. Is that really a thing, by the way? Yes, it's really a thing. Yes, you can absolutely set the dryer on fire if you don't empty the lint filter. I pulled so much lint out of there the other day. I mean, I thought, like, I pulled It, it, it had to be a pound of lint. It was ridiculous. I don't know how we didn't burn the place down. I need to look up stories about like, how does that fire happen? Like when does that? Does it happen while the dryer people, is running? Does people it People take lint out of their dryers to take on camping trips to use for kindling because it's so flammable. But like, it, we're not just going to be asleep in the middle of the night and the dryers if just going to decide. No, no, no. If the dryer on, then so then if the dryer happened to be running. Right, but one you've night, never emptied the lint filter one time. I have done it twice. That's twice is not enough. Okay. I'm, you were going to say that I haven't done I made it a twice. really big I deal, deal about twice. finding the lint filter in that dryer you when, did. when we moved in here. Not the easiest. Usually the lint filter is kind of like a little tab in the front of the dryer that's like pull up here to empty lint. Ours is like buried all the yeah. way in the back It's like behind hey, like a secret compartment. Go the way go away the fuck back here to find the lint filter. Yeah, it's, before uh, you it's, it's way out of the way. It's a really inconvenient lint filter. It is, but not here to talk about lint Filters. We're not here to talk about Lent Filters, and according to you, but empty we're not here to talk about sports. We've done two sports topics. Both of my topics have been sports. You want to put something else out there? Um, I guess I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you're driving at, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, so, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned this earlier, my kind of idea about this podcast would be to kind of take the two or three most profoundly impacting events or experiences of the previous week and just sort of talk about them and process them and kind of, you know, deal with them as a person. Um, wow. That's big for you. I know. Well, the fact that you just said process events and deal with them as a person, it sounds like something I would say. It sounds like that until you hear what I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Here was what happened in my life on Friday night. Uh, so I go to a bar with some friends after work. It's one of their birthdays. A bunch of friends come out. Uh, one of the, the, the people who we are mutually acquainted with who was at the bar brought a friend. Um, so I'm sitting up at the bar with these two women, uh, talking to them, laughing with them, joking with them, whatever. They're slightly older than me. One of them I know to be in her 40s. Um, and you know, we're, we've been friendly, so that's fine. I feel comfortable with that. Her friend at a certain point starts kind of showing some interest a little bit, um, coming on to me a little bit, you know, kind of doing that thing where you casually make excuses to touch the other person, maybe brush the leg or whatever. At this point I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? Okay, I'll roll with this. For all of you, the fact that Patrick is picking up on signs is a big deal that means a lot That's because true. he he is not Patrick's a good looking dude and thank there you there are you're I appreciate welcome. that I'm taller than Kyle for everyone oh, out well. there people okay I that'll guess. be reflected in our logo yeah true um But Patrick often has interactions with women at bars and he is generally unaware when they are interested in him. Even if they are, they could, you could like go into a bar and like hold up a sign and be like, Patrick, you're beautiful. And he'd be like, I don't know. Does she like me? I'm dyslexic tonight. Not sure. Right. Um, The point of Kyle's little rant there is that it was not subtle. Uh, It was very not subtle. So anyway, uh, we spend some time together. We play some foosball. um, Me and this woman, by the end of the night... We've had a pretty good time. She and her friend are closing their tabs at the bar. Uh, my, one of my friends who is there with me, and they've, my friends have kind of been observing this whole thing go down for the whole night. He walks up to me and he says, Patrick, are you going to let her walk out of here without getting her number? You can't do that. And I said, oh, I don't know if I should. He said he was going to go <laughs> do it. So at that point, I was just like, well, fuck it. If anybody's going to go get her number, it's going to be me. So I walk up to her, I ask her for a number. She says, are you sure you want it? I thought that was weird. And I said, yeah, I do. Of course I do. You're, yeah, you're beautiful. I want your number. So she gives it to me. I give her a little smooch. We end up making out at the bar with a crowd of about 10 people giggling behind us. These being my friends. Um, very unsupportive friends. Seems uh, <laughs> to so, be a trend for you. Yep. And... uh <laughs> So eventually, night ends, we leave, go home. Next morning, I see a bunch of these people at um, another, a different social gathering, and you know... Work? That, that was the different social gathering? Yeah. Was, was it not? Work. <laughs> All right. I was at work. Who calls work a social gathering? I was trying to... I said I was going <laughs> to shave some of the details off here, Kyle. What? The life of a personal trainer. You can... Uh, <laughs> when I went to I work. thought we were sparing details. Yeah. It was a social gathering. <laughs> you know what? I have fun at work. Guilty. Um, but anyway, at work, all these people who were at the bar, uh, who witnessed this thing go down, um, uh, were either, you know, taking jabs or giving high fives. I preferred the high fives. Um, but anyway, the friend who coaxed me into getting her number walks up to me and says, Hey, in front of everybody, he says this, he says, Hey, great job making out with that 49 year old divorcee last (laughs) night. (laughs) I did not realize she was forty nine years old. That's double my age, nearly. Nearly double your age. And in fairness, you—I've seen, I've seen photos of the lady in question. Beautiful lady. She's a she's a pretty woman. She's a fox. She's. Most I would not have guessed said. that she was double your age. No, no question. No, I would not. Nor would I. I would have guessed. Late thirties, early forties. There's no question that she was older than us. No, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm into probably that. Probably sort of a significant margin. Yeah, I, see, yeah, that's no, the thing. That was on purpose. I knew she was older. That that part was on purpose. You are I did that. not. I did not realize to the extent. So I, you that she was older. Than, you were much more interested in older women. I am. I don't I know am. why. It's weird. I can't put a finger on why. But I, I, it just, I dig it. I don't know why. I think. Why do I do it, Kyle? To me. This goes back to our. This goes back to our Aziz. I'm sorry. Discussion. You. I think we're, you and I are clearly looking for very different things. You are looking for predetermined boundaries, mm. and I, do, I, I am looking for opportunity for a future with somebody. I do love a good boundary. You love a boundary. I do. I do love a good boundary almost I'm, as much as you love a good social norm. I love a social norm. I love, a social, I love a social norm. So like, you know, a year or two younger than me, that fits beautifully into the social norm. Uh-huh. I love... You know what else, actually? I love potential for marriage. I love that kind of stuff. That's you You disgusting. love situations where there is no but potential for I any of those, those things and possibly no social norm. I can't believe those thoughts come into your head when you're at a bar with women. That's so weird. Um, you know what that reminded me of, though? The age thing? Was when I was watching The Bachelor this season, which (laughs) is highly entertaining to me. um, I picked out immediately that this dude Ben, uh, the Bachelor, there was no—I think maybe half the women were older than him. None of them had a shot in hell. The the instant this guy started seeing them arrive you could just see him like swiping right and left in his mind and any anybody that was older that a day older than him was gone it's a shame that i never allowed myself to watch the bachelor you really should i followed purely through patrick likes to live tweet the bachelor for anybody interested in future seasons follow patrick on twitter it's a good time everybody he likes to live tweet the bachelor and he likes to live tweet uh kimmy schmidt kimmy schmidt also was a great uh subject for live tweeting, although that's more quoting. I wouldn't say live. That's true. You just like to produce mass amounts of quotes from Kimmy Schmidt. Right, but The Bachelor is original uh, material live tweet because it's a great show. It's fantastic. I don't know why you're not into it. I had two thoughts that emerged during your story. One, One is this. I... You're more interested in older women than I am. Are you proud of me? I mean, I don't. I regret nothing. I also want to make that clear. That's no. I'm. Yeah. I'm not asking you to regret anything. It, I'm curious. Do you? Is there? Is there an age limit for you? Well, <laughs> if you had asked me on Friday, I probably <laughs> would have <laughs> been pre 49. I, I think it probably would. I. I think the number I would have thrown at you would have been smaller than 49. But having been there, uh, I again regret nothing. It was awesome. It was. Uh, you were talking about the. The the, the um, what was it? Passionate love, and companionate love, and how one of them is just a big old bell curve you do yep. over and over, and the other one's maybe forty percent. That's the tippy top of the bell curve, right there. I mean, what makes that more exciting than if you, if you had made out with a twenty two year old? Because you're not supposed to be doing it, and it's okay. weird, so it's and the, it's it's it's, it's, it's the, different, you know. I mean, okay. there's no way it's. In general, so you're kind of feeling like attractive women that age are not interested in people my age. So it kind of feels like a bit of a score, you know. I mean, it's just it's it's so when you deviate from the social norm, you feel exceptional in some ways. It's like it's like a drug, Kyle. I just I'm I'm addicted to it. I think I'm addicted to the rush.
1: I I, I, I crave
0: the top of the bell curve. I do. Okay. All right. So I was curious if you had an if you had an upper age limit. The other thing, not anymore. The thing on. I was curious about, and this is for, I mean, I'm, I would imagine a number of listeners to this podcast know who I am. All two of them. <laughs> Those who don't, I I am currently single for the longest period of my life since I was like 12 years old. Ooh. Fun fact, I have never gotten a girl's phone number at the bar. Never. Never? Never. Not one time. I've never done it. You've never gotten... I've never gone up to a girl in a public setting, bar or otherwise, and said, Is this hey, not even including people that you already knew? Uh, I mean, d- no, does this include strange? Like, you, know, you mean only strangers. You don't mean even anyone that you've I mean, may- previously if been acquainted it with. It would have had to be somebody that I knew, like, really well and just weirdly didn't have their phone. Right, on. and so it's so. I've never, like, gone out on a limb and been like, hey, you're cute. Let's exchange digits. Never done that. Interesting. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. How do you How do you make it to this age and not have done it's that? It's been it's been a long time. It's been a, and honestly, I mean, you made out with a girl at a bar. You didn't just ask for a number. I don't. I don't know how many times I've done that in my life. Is it zero? It's close to zero. Oh, and mm. any number over zero—that's mine. Probably I? occurred with someone who I. I mean, you—one mm. of a couple people who I dated for a very long period of but, time. Okay. Well, you don't count the people that you've. That you're in a relationship. Yeah. Well, it's then has got be strange. Then I don't even know that you would count either oh, any of my bar man accounts. Oh my goodness! How is that? How is that possible? Man. We live in a bump in an urban area. Well, I know do? you frequent shooters. That's where all the, the the that's where all the dirty stuff goes down. Yeah, but not the way that I. No, no. That's just not. That's just not what I do. It's just not how I. It's not how I live my life. Wow, that's. And I don't. I can't decide That's, if I'm uh, unhappy about that or not. I don't think you have to be unhappy about it. It's just surprised. I think it abides by my preference for social norms that I get girls' numbers in other ways. I ugh, I can't stand that. This, eh. ugh, I, uh, too much structure. Love Even it. this podcast has had a little too much structure for me. I, just, I don't like. I don't see the structure. I don't. I fail to see the structure. Been, we've 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 preset topics. We've arranged vague i mean vaguely arranged we preset topics as in like we both said i might talk about this just so that you like i didn't want to be completely blindsided by you being like yeah i'm going to talk about like sham wow for 30 minutes and like i hope you can come up with some things to respond quickly that was a really dumb example i was trying to think of something random yeah well you did a good job okay it's a dumb example uh (laughs) Shame. Wow. Uh, I don't know, man. Even even just I mean, we're looking at our notes. For, I mean, that feels forced. You know, it feels Wait, like it feels like wearing a tie. Our notes, which by the way, which Patrick we, insisted we take. I was completely in favor of having no them. But we could have put them on the other side of the room for now. I I wrote down one question that I wanted to ask you while you were telling your story. I was curious what your oh, what is that? Was that's all? Oh. I, I wrote that down because I was curious about it and I didn't no. want to forget. And sometimes I forget stuff. My bad. I don't feel that guilty about that. And you know what? Speaking of things that I forgot, there was the one, I did kiss a girl at a bar one time and that happened the last time I was in Charlotte. Ooh. Which is where we're going. I know who that was. This weekend. Ooh. Which should be fun. So We are going to Charlotte. I'm excited. I am too. Um, I am too. Are we, so we're going out. In Charlotte on Friday night. Correct? I'm in Charlotte Friday night with my sister, and then visiting your wild and crazy sister in That's Atlanta on God. Saturday night. And then Sunday uh, we we'll will be, be, be attending, attending Atlanta in Atlanta the Mother's Day baseball game at Turner Field. We're going to it's going to be fantastic, That's and good, we're, we're going to see the Dolphin Show. We will see the dolphin I'm, show. I'm very pumped about that. The oh, last that. time we were in Atlanta and saw the dolphin show at the aquarium, it was uh, it was magical. I'm predicting a victory for the star spinner once again. i sure hope he wins. Tough tough team to beat, star spinner. <laughs> star spinner versus sea monster. <laughs> I like, <laughs> hope the dolphins show up ready to play. I like the star spinners. Oh, another dolphin fact. Dolphins are the only other animal, wait, or at least one of the only couple other animals that have sex for pleasure instead of just for procreation. Including human beings? Obviously, yes. And do you know any of the others? I want to say monkeys. How do they know that? Because they just do it frequently? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I wonder how that was discovered. Dolphins also have self-recognition, which is pretty crazy, considering there are no mirrors in the ocean. All right, so maybe we should give a little more credit to the Miami Dolphins and their mascot. I would. I think we should. All right, we can do that. Yeah. But one, one final note about our trip to Atlanta. I... We are attending the Braves game on Sunday. The Braves are my team in the sport that Patrick hates. Destroy this bottle cap once again. I'm sorry. Every time Patrick drinks a beer now, he just makes a mess because he plays. You need to get me back on meds. I can't do it. I didn't even think about it. It's sorry, continue your continue your dumb baseball shit. (laughs) Sunday we will be attending. We are gonna make Sunday the first of the weekly Moomas Lock of the Week abiding by my passion for gambling on sporting events. Uh, I think the Braves, despite the fact that they're the worst team in baseball, are going to excel behind Matt Whistler on Sunday, and I think they're going to bring home a I W. And I think they're going to make me 1-0 in Mooma's Lock of the Week, which I think we should keep track of. Mm, we'll think about it. I have two comments All right, right now about your Lock of the Week. One Kyle, you have a gambling problem. Correct. You Thank have, you for reminding me. Problem. Patrick um, always reminds me. I will refer you to the Maction that happened uh, <laughs> this past I hope season. I, hope, I can only hope that the podcast is alive during college football we'll season. Just bro- we'll just broadcast, dur- well, we'll record during Maction. Because the Maction is a good time. M- Maction is a good Kyle time. Kyle loves few things more than Tuesday, Wednesday night Maction. You get a good, like, Bowling Green Kicking versus Eastern break. Michigan game going on with, like, a 32-point Point spread The over-under is always like 75. It's great. I love it. Nothing better. It's fun times. Uh, my second comment was, I was really hoping that you would be a little bit more inclusive with your lock of the week and pick something that had to do with the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean, we watched the Stanley Cup playoffs during the recording of this podcast, which, you know, the Penguins wound up taking that game. I think the Stanley Cup playoffs will get plenty of run- during our podcast. I don't think baseball will get a ton of run unless I keep throwing it in there. So I figured I would take the chance to do that. I almost went Gold State. I think they're gonna have a little little chip on their shoulder without Steph Curry. I think when we record next Monday night, they're gonna be in the process of closing out the Trail Blazers. They play at ten thirty next Monday. But decided we we're gonna be at the game might as well focus on so when I, ask I can you, impact. So when I ask you to make your lock of the week, the Stanley Cup playoffs prediction, you turn around and do the NBA, which I also don't give a yeah, shit about. Well, there you go. I, basically, that's just me saying I don't really care what your opinion is on my lock of the week. It's my lock of the week. If you'd like to have your own lock of the week, feel free. Kyle, you have a gambling problem. That is I will incorrect. make my own lock of the week. Um, my lock of the week will, that, will be that we get Kyle to first base in a bar in Atlanta. Why don't we see if I can get a girl's number in a bar in Atlanta? Because first base is easier than a number. Why would wow. you want a girl's number in Atlanta? What is first base, by the way? Make it out. That's first base? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows what the kids think first base is these days? Lord. Lord help us, social norms going, just it, going down by the wayside. I think that's a pretty standard interpretation of, of first base. I think that's what it is. It's been that way forever. Okay. It's been that way since the baseball analogy was adopted. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm glad uh, I'm glad. Okay, so I'm first base is easier than a number. Why would you want a girl from Atlanta's number? You're not going to be able to hang out with her again she lives in Atlanta. Yeah, but we could like text all the time. That would be really stupid. <laughs> but it would be so Kyle. It would. Oh, you do text a girl in New York, <laughs> don't you? Ah, that's so dumb. I don't know why you do that. Well, you text actually two girls in New York, don't that's you? No, not true. Mm, it was true. I text one girl in New York who's a very close friend of mine. I Which? can't think of a second. I can't think of a second. Mm, I can. Okay, we will talk about this post podcast. Uh, and I think that about wraps it up for this week. We um, are I'm heading sick, I'm satiated. Heading to Charlotte, heading to the ATL this weekend. Should provide us some good fodder for episode two, two I, guys, I hope we get at least one good Anna Bland story. There's always potential for a good Anna Bland story. I think Sam maybe Sam and Anna Bland should come on as like a tandem guest down the road yeah Hmm. i'd I think I'd still rather have Mitch okay well, we'll get maybe we can get everybody every all everybody in the family Sam and Anna Bland will have to earn it. That's true. I think Sam would probably just ruin it, and Anna Bland would talk about flowers or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's my own i that's what I think but. Who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. Well, hopefully we'll have some good stories to look forward to next week. And I guess peace out. Peace out. Will Hill. Yup.